Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. We are your hosts, Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Tamarindo Podcast is the Latinx show where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Tamarindo is part of Loose Collective, a digital home for Latinas. You can catch all of our new episodes at loosecollective.com. Welcome to the show. Woo-hoo! of Tamarindo, Ana Sheila and I talk about the presidential debates and words we are retiring and we also interview Paula Mendoza, co-founder of the Women's March, film director and activist about her new book Sanctuary and the importance of this moment for our country and our role in it. No te lo pierdas. No te lo pierdas. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Tamarindo Podcast. It is October, spooky month. We got, there's so much stuff going on in the news. Brenda is having a great day today. Tell them why, Brenda. Yeah, well, we are recording this on October 2nd. And the reason I'm having a great day is because Trump has COVID. Woo! (laughs) Y'all should have seen all of Brenda's (laughs) stories on Instagram. She had the best morning yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's our, our matraca. And you know, here's here's how I feel about this. You know, I don't want Trump to die. <laughs> she, but, she can't keep her. She, you but, all heard it. She couldn't keep. No, no. Pero, pero, pero here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't mind if he suffered a bit. And the reason why is because he has shown that he has zero compassion for other people. We've seen it throughout his tenure. We saw it in the debate when he couldn't even acknowledge the passing of like Joe Biden's like son. He's like, oh, I don't know about Bo Biden. Like, what about Hunter? It's just like he He has zero compassion for the lives of other people because he hasn't had to suffer very much, it seems like. So like, I hope that he feels this and that he maybe can just learn how to be at least compassionate the way that the leader of our country should be. Yes, this moment has renewed my faith in God. It has made me think prayer works. It has made me think, hey, I went on a hike during a full moon and I did pray. Thank you. Thank you, spirits. Thank you, crystals. Thank you, moon. Thank you all. Thank you, listeners. Get it. Get it. Now, uh, how about... That was our matraca, our joint matraca. matraca. How about a basura? Do we have a basura? A basura... We want to give it to Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, who was the moderator of this most recent debate, which by the way, I did not watch. And that was for my mental health. I chose not to watch a debate. (laughs) And from what I saw on Twitter and on the social media platforms, I made the right choice. And I enjoyed just watching the, that was healthier for me just to read the Twitter and everything else comments. (laughs) Yeah. So Chris Wallace did not moderate. He was supposed, supposed to be the moderator, did not do a good job. And I did suffer through watching this debate. I live tweeted it for y'all. And let me tell you that that was not, there was no moderating, moderating at all. And why can't he just mute people? Like, why couldn't he just mute Trump's mic? He interrupted so much. It was horrible. So major basura to that and basura to old white men. You know, I was kind of sick of seeing that, that on stage. Like, yeah, 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 me can say yeah. To combat all that, we, we actually have a couple of words that we're going to put in la basura, actually, but we're going to treat this as a calma, as a calma moment. Yes, this is a calma so, moment. Um, why don't you kick us off? What is a word that you want to put in la basura? This is a, a tool, something that I learned from my girlfriend, yes. is actually to try and remove the word should from your vocabulary as much as possible. Tell us why. 
what happens is when you say, let's say you say, oh, we should go here or we should do this. A lot of times these are things you really enjoy, but now you put a should in front of it and now it feels like a chore. So now mm. it's like, I have to do this. And now you've taken away a little bit of, of the joy. And there's also some, there's actually like shame attached to the word should. So by removing the word should, so instead of saying we should go to the pool, I would love to go to the pool. And like now you bring back the joy that's part of that activity rather than now attaching it to like, oh, I have to do this. Like now this is a chore and this is something that I, I love to do. that. We're all about bringing the joy. So I hope you all are bringing the joy. We're going to be doing some phone banking. By the time you hear this, the phone banking has passed, but you can still sign up on many different ways that you could do some phone banking. So bring the joy to that. I'm not going to say you should do it. I'm going to say that you can have some joy yes. and do it be- and, and you'll feel good about it. But if you say I should, God, because I have been feeling that even with the phone banking because I honestly don't want to do it because it's dreadful work but if I put the word should from it it scares me more but if I just say It'll make me feel good to or, be doing great things right, for my or, community. Or I get to do this for my community. I get to do that. I'm bilingual and I get to bring that strength of being bilingual to phone banking. Yes. See, just try it, y'all. I've been trying it for like a month or so and I've it's been, it's made a huge difference actually. Yes. And you, if you listen carefully in the last episode, I, I heard Anna Shayla correct herself. She was about to say you should and she's like, actually, I'm not going to say should. So yes. it's a practice. I love that. All right. And so now Brenda taught me another word that we can put in the basura that I've really, I've seen this, the power of that as well. So go for it, Brenda. Yeah. So another word that we're going to attempt to retire is the word just. So not just as injustice, definitely don't retire that one, but just like, for example, Oh, I was just checking in on that email or just doing this or is just doing that. I am referencing an article, which I will Google and find and put in our show notes where I first heard of this, but um, I have found it very helpful and it's a practice and I have to literally think through my email and figure out where the shoulds were and get rid of them. Just, just. Sorry, you're right. Where the justs are, (laughs) where the justs are um, and try to get rid of them because and women tend to do this a lot. It just makes it just, it, it makes up, it makes us sound like we're asking for permission. Like, like it's not our right to be checking in and holding people accountable. Like if you assign someone a task and you're checking in on it, you shouldn't be saying, Hey, I'm just checking in on that thing that I asked you to do. No, no, no. Cause you're not asking permission. You have to own your authority and try not to say just. Right. Or another example. And you've mentioned this to me, which has been really helpful for me. It's in just expressing your opinion. Just, I said just right now, but like, I think there's, there's, there's it, just, it depends, when, just it depends, when you use it for only, yeah, when, it depends on the, con, on the context, <laughs> yeah. but like if I'm expressing my opinion, right. My point of view on something and saying, I just thought maybe we could no, like right there, I've already like lost so much power instead of just expressing my opinion. I think this. Exactly. And, exactly. And so that's been really helpful for me. Just realizing how with words you, you have power or you lose power. And even if we disagree, that's okay. But just owning, just <laughs> owning your your point of view. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So speaking of words, you got to speak to someone that's using her words a lot in of a words. new book. Tell us, who, oh my who, God. who do we have on this what show? What a great transition, Brenda. That's why I she know. has a podcast, I y'all. <laughs> so I got to interview Paula Mendoza, who is the co-founder of the Women's March, a very prominent activist. And she recently published a book, Sanctuary. Very cool. The Sanctuary is a a young adult's dystopian novel about a young girl and her brother escaping a xenophobic government to find Sanctuary, which is kind of like, it's supposed to be in 2032, but it's sort of, you know, it touches and has parallels close to what our reality feels like right now for a lot of our community. 
Exactly. Well, I can't wait to have our listeners check out this conversation. It's fabulous. We love Paula. Shout out, shout out, shout out. We can't wait for y'all to hear it. Uh, Before we do that, though, before we um, get you you all to hear this conversation, we do want to remind you right now that it's super helpful if you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you share our episode with a friend, all of that stuff that you all have done, it really makes us feel fantastic. We just had a fantastic podcast workshop, felt a lot of positive energy. Yes. What do you think about that? Writing positive reviews. Should people do that? Is that, yes. are you energized? Yes. Hell you yes. Energized? You know <laughs> what? Because this is a labor of love and your words, your support, it's actually what keeps us going, you know, because it's not like we're making millions of bucks from this podcast. We are not. <laughs> but, Help us out though. Share, share it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe one day. But yeah, it's your words, your support, your reviews. Not only does it help us keep going, but it does help us keep, keep growing too. It helps us keep going and growing. Love it. Put it on a shirt. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short break and then it's time for Paula. Yes. Tamarindo Podcast is now part of Loose Collective, a digital home for Latinas by Latinas. Loose Collective embodies Latina potential. We challenge false and inaccurate media narratives through high quality digital content like Tamarindo. Unlike many media companies, Loose Collective pays for the valuable work of Latinas because getting paid through exposure doesn't pay the rent, honey. But we need your help. You can invest in Latina potential by joining the Loose Collective support network. For as little as $4.95 a month, your dollars go toward publishing unapologetic Latina stories and content that matters to us. So once again, go to loosecollective.com, hit the support us button for all the info. For less than what you spend on a, on a latte, you can ensure that the powerful voices featured on Loose Collective continue to be heard. That's loosecollective.com. Then go to support us. We will also link it on our show notes. I am so excited to share that today we are joined by Paula Mendoza. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Paula. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So first thing I just wanted to say, you know, in our last episode, we actually touched a little bit about how important it is that as Latinos and underrepresented communities, we continue to own our voice, get louder with it, and that we believe in our power to change things. And I want to start by just honoring you as an inspiring example of that, you know, as the co-founder of the Women's March with your book Sanctuary that just dropped and just the powerful ways in which you use your platform. So, so thank you so much for being a model for us of how we, like, how we can do that. Thank you so much for, for those kind words. You know, I, I do the work that I do not for myself, obviously, but for, for my community and for, for my son and for the young people that are coming up after me. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I want to get into your book before, but before that, I wanted to touch on what has felt, you know, heart shattering and, and also very poignant. And, and that's the recent passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You've been reflecting on and honoring her life in, in many ways via your platforms. And one thing that you said that really inspired me was uh, may her memory be a revolution how has her passing affected you and what do you think this particular moment means for for our country i think that this moment is a defining moment it is a moment that is defining the future of our country uh obviously a supreme court justice a lifetime appointment is not about the next year or the next five years or the next decade it's about what this country will, will look like for the next 40 years. It's what this country will look at for my son's entire 
life essentially. And, and that to me is how important this moment is for each individual, for our future and for our country. So on a personal note, I've been reflecting about the importance of what this moment means um, and what it's actually meant for my past and my path to get here. I immigrated to this country when I was three years old. I came with my mother, my brother. Um, We were coming to be reunited with my father. And very soon after we got here, my father abandoned us. Um, He left my mom with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, no family, no English, $200 in her pocket in LA by herself. An impossible situation and circumstance. And just to add to that impossibility, Three weeks after my father left, he, my mom found out that she was pregnant. Um, so she was pregnant on top of just this tragedy. And my mother, coming from Colombia, being an ardent Catholic, had to make a decision. Thank God she was in a country where she could make a decision to choose to have an abortion. She chose to have an abortion, and that choice that she made literally saved our lives. And now that idea... That possibility, Roe versus Wade, is very much threatened. That millions of women, hundreds of thousands of women might not have that choice in the future. And to me, that is a frightening thing. To me, that um, produces a lot of rage. It makes me be very ready to fight for what we're going to have to do to save this democracy and save this country. So what I have been also reflecting on a lot is the importance of RBG's life and her legacy that she left for us. And clearly Ruth Bader Ginsburg was meant to live in the time that she was meant to live in. Clearly the work that she was meant to do was meant for those 87 years of her life. And I take comfort in the fact that I believe that all of us, each of us, We're also meant for this moment. We're also meant to be alive at this moment in time when our democracy is on the brink of collapse, when we have an authoritarian in office, when our feminist icon, hero, uh, guardian of democracy has passed, and each of us are meant to roll up our sleeves, get to work and do all the work, the the dirty work, the hard work, the good work of saving our democracy, because that is what the next, you know, 44 days until the election entails and what happens after the election until inauguration and beyond. And so I want all of the listeners to know that they are also meant for this moment. They were born precisely for this time and they have to live up to this moment. We all do. Um, if I had, we have a matraca normally, if I had it, I would be swinging it around. <laughs> I feel, I feel that so, so deeply in my heart right now, as you were sharing that. Thank you for, for both, for sharing your powerful story and then also for, for such powerful reflections and just really highlighting how much is at stake right now. And I, and, and thank you for being that a, a source of inspiration and energy. Cause I, I was thinking, you know, it's, it's understandable that many people might want to give up right now. Like mm-hmm. it has been a hard, ass year (laughs) yeah it has (laughs) but I I think that's especially like it's why it's so important that that we don't fall into despair that we don't lose hope and that why it's so important that if we're feeling the energy that we help pick each other up because there's going to be times when you know like some of us might be feeling lower and, and other people you know have the energy to fight and we just have to keep picking up the sack for each other and also 
picking each other up. And um, right. for me, you know, I think about RBG and I, and I think about when you feel like losing hope, like think of her, right? After a lifetime of service, you know, she fought until the very end. She was dying and her most fervent wish was that she not be replaced until there was a new president in office. Yep. <sighs> so powerful. Yeah. Well, I, I want to shift to your novel. <laughs> this is yes. also very timely. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's set in a near future 2032, I think, right? Dystopian mm-hmm. society where a young girl and her brother must escape a xenophobic government to find sanctuary, you know, eerily similar to, mm-hmm. you know, I think we, that definitely hits home for a lot of us for many reasons. You know, I, I felt like it was both, you know, kind of haunting and, and scary, but also hopeful at the same time. And, and that's, again, a, mm-hmm. I think a lot about how I feel about this, about this year. And so can you share a little bit more with our listeners about, about the novel and, and what inspired you to, to tell this story? Yeah, so the novel is, as you say, um, and at the center, the only thing I would add is that the lead character, Valley, is undocumented. Mm, the yes. lead character, yeah. Valley, is undocumented, and she she's running from a government that is installed a deportation force and is rounding up undocumented immigrants and taking them we don't know where. The reason why I wrote this book along with my co-writer, Abby Schur, is because I was one of the organizers of the marches against family separation in 2018. And while I was organizing marches, I was also helping families be reunited with their children who had been separated from them. And so I was working on this very macro and micro level around an issue that was so heartbreaking and so enraging, which was family separation. I'm going to assume all of your listeners remember what that was, but if not, it was, you know, the Trump administration basically said that anyone that crossed the border, the government had the legal right to take their children away from them and we separated. The number's still not really known, but thousands upon thousands of children from their parents, some of which have still yet to be reunited two and a half, three years later. I started thinking about what would happen to this country if policies like this continued to be put forth and the world that I imagined started to be very dark and very scary and yet very close to our reality. It wasn't a world that was 50 years in the future. It was a world that was only 12 years in the future. And so that, that is a foundation of, of what sanctuary, the world of sanctuary. But then I also asked myself, well, what saves us? What, stops this, what the future can't stay like this. So what changes our future? And my answer also was very clear. And that was Valley, a 16 year old undocumented girl that not by choice, but because she is forced to, she becomes a freedom fighter. And we see that arc in her and we see what she is and what she's forced to become. And she's just a regular everyday girl. And that was also very much by design. She doesn't have any sort of spectacular element to her. She's not great at math or extraordinary at math. She's not a genius. She doesn't have an incredible voice. She's just an average girl because I believe that everyone, anyone can step into those roles and be a freedom fighter. We need them to do that. And so that, that is who Valley is and what she becomes. Yeah, I loved seeing that representation. You know, recently, I just recently read Parable of the Sour Sower for the first mm-hmm. time. And so yeah. as, I was, as I was reading Sanctuary, you know, I, I thought of that book. And yeah, like it made me think about that book and how much I, I love that and how even that felt a little bit, 
you know, I was, I was seeing the parallels as I was reading that and then to now mm-hmm. read this book. And, and it mm-hmm. was just beautiful to see that representation and, and, and just seeing, you know, like a regular girl be able to, you know, become this freedom fighter. And I think that resonate, resonates with so many of us. Like it's, it's just, again, going back to the fact that we all really have more power than we think and we can mm-hmm. all use, use our voice and, and, and really create change. And sometimes I, I think a lot of us grew up thinking that we, that we didn't have power, that we didn't have a voice. Right. But we do because we're the only ones that can save ourselves. You know, there's not one, there's not one leader, there's not one politician, there's just not one person. It is all of us that have to do the work to save all of us. What do you hope people take away from your novel? exactly what we were just talking about. It is a responsibility of each individual to do this work. And it is okay to be afraid. It is okay to be uncertain. It is okay to be insecure. And it's okay to mess up. Um, I know so often in this, in this world we live in, it's, it's all, you know, the cancel culture is very scary to people. Some people definitely deserve to, to not have a platform and be in the large public conversations. But also, if you mess up, so often how you recover from that mistake is much worse than the actual mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just want people to know that I mean, my freedom and your freedom is bound together and you can't be free unless I'm free. And, and that means that we all have to do the work for the freedom of others. And that's what this, this book's ultimate message is about. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for, for, you know, for this, for this gift and for, representing representing us you know through your novel and, and through your work at this point um of the interview you know we like to ask some of our, our we like to ask all of our guests a few rapid fire questions mm-hmm. so we, we like to ask our guests what's one thing they want to give a matraca to so that's a shout out to what's one thing they want to put in the basura and for those two it can be a person place concept or or thing it can be silly or can be you know it can be deep. And then what's one thing that's giving you calma? So something that's helping you stay grounded. One thing is we're, we're keeping Trump perpetually in the basura. <laughs> so just, you know, just in, <laughs> he's always in the basura. He's, he's, <laughs> so if there's a, a dumpster basura, fire forever. He's, exactly. Exactly. So whatever you want to start with, um, you know, whatever you feel great to. I will put uh, Mitch McConnell in la basura because yes. that fool has to go away in he is just as evil, if not more evil than Donald Trump. So we have our eyes on Donald Trump, but we need to be watching fucking Mitch McConnell and all mm-hmm. those those white supremacist, xenophobic knuckleheads in the White House. Um, my matraca, my shout out is to the Resistance Revival Chorus. I have to say I'm part of the Resistance Revival Chorus, but we have an album that just that is dropping early mm. October, and it is music that will soothe your soul, inspire you. It's called This Joy is the album. I'm really, really proud of it, and it's an incredible group of 70 women that sing songs to uplift our souls, and we believe that joy is an act of resistance, and there yes. is so much power in joy. Wow, that is so beautiful. Like, what do you not do, Paula? <laughs> <laughs> You're a mom as well? <laughs> yeah, I'm a mom of a little seven-year-old boy. He's adorable. And the dog, a mom dog. I mean, a dog oh mom. Oh my gosh, but. yeah. That's a corona puppy. He's, he's a little oh. crazy, but so cute too. <laughs> that is beautiful. Again, what is it? What, one more time, what is it called? The, the album? So we can look for the that? The album is called This Joy, and the chorus is called uh, The Resistance Revival Chorus. And how about um, anything anything that's been giving you calma, that's been keeping ah, you grounded sí. recently? The thing that always gives me calma and también me, me vuelve loca is my little boy. 
my little yeah. son, Mateo. But when I'm particularly stressed out or sad or a perfect example is when RBG passed, I was very upset and I was crying and he's seven years old and he came up to me and he hugged me and he was like, mom, it's okay. I'm here. It's okay. You can cry with me. And he, you know, he hugged me and that, that gives me calma. That is so beautiful. I've been starting to think about maybe having babies in the near future. And so now like stories like of moms and kids. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's a lot of work. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, it's still, it's still like a few years in the, in the, you know, in the timeline the or future, the process in the good. future. But, uh, but it's, you know, it's still something that I'm starting to think about. So everything's yeah. feeling more real. <laughs> yeah, they make this. They make the moments that are really impossible to bear bearable. I'm glad that I've had a baby during the Trump administration. I just will say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Is there, is there any, any last message that you want to leave our listeners with? I think you've already shared so, so many gems and so many inspiring little nuggets for us to, to take home. But is there anything else that you didn't share already that you'd like to share? You know, I think that the next three months are going to be really hard and scary and dark. And the one thing that we cannot do is we cannot stay silent. Everyone can interpret that as they need to, but we need to make a promise to one another that we cannot stay silent and that this idea, um, it's a Jewish prayer or a Jewish saying that started going around the internet. So it's not mine to claim, but that RBG's memory, may her memory be a revolution. I think we need to bring that into practice and we need to live that every day. And lastly, where can people buy your book? Do you have some independent bookstores that you recommend? Where can people follow you? And, and do you have anything else upcoming that you, that you want to, to highlight for our listeners? Um, so the book Sanctuary can be bought at any bookstore uh, near you. I highly recommend that folks go to bookshop.org because it's an aggregator of independent bookstores all across the country. You can order it online and it will go to your house. And then you all can follow me um, on Instagram and Twitter at my name, Paola Mendoza. I'm working on this book. So my, my focus is this book at the moment. So I don't have anything else to plug besides that. <laughs> as if you don't have already enough going on <laughs> exactly. Paola, thank you so much for you know spending some time with us today we really appreciate it and thank you so much for all the work that you do thank you and thank you for your patience in this crazy situation i appreciate you talk to you soon bye, bye. The Marino Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez. Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering, and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. 
Another sale. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro.